The Green Bay Packers did not pick up Jordan Love's fifth-year option. They did something that benefits both Love and the Packers even more. They signed a new contract. Plus, they were able to do it because they moved money around from the Darnell Savage contract. But what is the future of the safety position in Green Bay? All of that on today's show. Caught by Watson. You are locked on Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked on podcast network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. We were wondering what would happen with Jordan Love. And I posited on the show yesterday, that the reason Brian Gutekunst's tone had changed from the spring and from all during the season when, you know, when we actually got to hear from him was because he was negotiating a new deal. And the framework that I had laid out there was that this was actually likely going to be a future deal, the Aaron Rodgers deal, the six weeks into the season kind of deal. And maybe they've done that too. Maybe they have started on that as well. I don't think so, but maybe. And instead of picking up that full fifth-year option, the 2024 $20.5 million fully guaranteed option, the Packers and Jordan Love agreed to a contract that will pay him upwards so you can get all the way up to 22.5 million in 2024 with 13.5 million fully guaranteed. Now, at the time of this recording, we don't know exactly where that fully guaranteed number is coming from. Is it a signing bonus, which is what Jason Fitzgerald at Over the Cap suggested? It is what immediately stood out to me. The reason you do this, if you're Jordan Love, is because that money is coming to me now. I would like it in my pocket this minute. Thank you, because he was only going to get a little over $2 million this year in base salary. Now, only, right, $2 million is a lot of money to a lot of people. I don't mean to make light of that amount of money, but in terms of NFL players, in terms of the salary cap, that is a pittance for a starting quarterback. That is not going to be his cost this year. What This is essential, I think, to why they did this and why I reject this idea that this is some sort of silly um lack of confidence in Jordan Love or lack of confidence by Jordan Love, this was a win-win. This was the Packers saying, we want to give you this two-year runway, 23 and 24, while also understanding that what we don't want to do as the Packers is be in a position to not pick up this option And then be sitting there with the Daniel Jones problem. Definitely don't want that. But also, fully guaranteeing the contract, even if we want you on the team, Jordan, 
is problematic for the cap situation because the Packers have major cap constraints right now in 2024. So this helps. This helps in 2024 and this helps right now. And for Jordan Love, the reason why you do this is I get this money now. I'm still getting the opportunity to make even more money next year. And I have a team saying, look, work with us on this. We want you to be a part of our team, but 20 plus million fully guaranteed next year is not great for our cap situation. And if you, if we decline the option and you play well, we are going to want to keep you. We want to pay you. We are willing to pay quarterbacks. We have shown over the years, we are willing to pay quarterbacks. That is what the Packers are saying to Jordan Love right now. Hey, we will, we will give you the money. Look at what we did for Aaron Rodgers six weeks into his first start. Look at what we did for Aaron Rodgers in 2019 or 2018. Look at what we did for Aaron Rodgers a year ago. A contract that is ridiculous in retrospect. The Green Bay Packers pay quarterbacks. And so it is protection for both sides. That's all this is. That's all this is. This isn't Jordan Love not betting on himself. If Jordan Love is awesome in 2023, guess what they're going to do? They're going to sign him to a new deal for 2024, or they're going to give him an extension where you can fill money in wherever you need it based on what the cap situation is. Maybe you keep the 2024 year as is and then add on. If Jordan Love is good, he's getting paid. Good NFL quarterbacks get paid. And if you listen to the former players in the league, Ryan Clark and Marcus Spears talked about this on NFL Live. It makes sense from a player standpoint to say, I'll take a big chunk of money now with the understanding that I'm going to be on the team in 2024. I'm going to be the starting quarterback in 2024. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reported that the Packers want to give love two years. This is also a really critical part of this. If the Packers are coming at this, and we don't know this for sure, but this is what's being reported. They're coming at this with the idea that this is a two-year runway. What they're also saying is, this year is not the evaluation. Now, that's not to say that if love is mediocre to bad this year, that they won't consider their options with two potential first-round picks in 2024. But they are going to give him the leash for two years to go out and prove that he can be the starting quarterback. If you're Jordan Love, that's all you want. Give me the opportunity to show you I can do this. Give me the chance to prove I am worth all of that money. And if you're Jordan Love and you're playing the long game on this, you hit the market after the 2024 season. Guess who's got new deals? Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow, potentially Trevor Lawrence, some big time quarterbacks are going to get big time money. Daniel Jones is not worth the contract that he signed, but he was able to negotiate it. He was able to leverage it precisely because the Giants didn't have a plan for what happens in 2022 if he is good enough, just good enough. And so for the Packers, I said the option was a no-brainer. This is even more of a no-brainer. 
because it is cheaper, not in cash flow this year, but in, in aggregate, probably, because is he going to hit all the incentives? We don't know what the incentives are at this point, but you want to have the goodwill of your player too. Hey, help us out here. We are showing our faith in you. It's not just the option. We want to give you that money. The problem for us is this dang salary cap. And so here's a way around that. We'll give you the opportunity to earn even more money. Any of the, oh, the Packers, this is this shows a lack of, what did you want them to do? Give them the Jalen Hurts deal? Yes, they could have just picked up the option. Or they could have just declined the option. I also reject the idea that this was a situation where they're saying to Jordan Love, either sign this or we will decline your option. I mean, that could be what happened, but if you're the Packers, that is a huge risk because if Jordan Love, we just saw this with Daniel Jones. If you get mid-Jordan Love, you have to make a very difficult decision on the future of your franchise that you are going to be backed into a corner on because you just traded a four-time MVP. You have to pay him after even just a Daniel Jones level middling season because of the circumstances. Now, you don't. That is a huge pressure, a huge weight lifted off of your team by doing this. And if you're Jordan Love, hey, guess what? The difference between 13 and a half million and 2 million, which that 2 million, 2 and a half million is paid out over the course of the year. It's not even all in one, one point. Signing bonus you get when you sign. The Packers just get to spread out the cap hit. This, this is a no-brainer for both sides. It protects their downside in each case, and it maintains their upside. Because Love can get even more money than he would have gotten had he just gotten his option picked up. This is easy. Let's not make this deeper than it is. Let's not make this more difficult than it is. This was easy. It made sense for Jordan Love. It made sense for the Green Bay Packers. So guess what? They did it. All right, how did they do it? Because the how is important. And one of the reasons they were able to do it is because Darnell Savage has a restructured contract. We're gonna talk about the safety position coming up here in a second. Before we get there, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I had some bucks bets, not happy about, but I have a Nuggets bet. Uh, I still have some things. I still have some things percolating here with the NBA playoffs. There's no better place to get in on all the action than America's number one sports book. Visit fanduelcom slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduelcom slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And tomorrow we are going to kick off our rookie orientation series on Lucas Van Ness, the Green Bay Packers first round draft pick with the guy that he worked with pre-combine, the guy that he's going to be working with again this spring, his personal defensive line coach and Kenny Clark's personal defensive line coach, Eddie McGilvro. Darnell Savage and the Packers agreed to a new contract that will save Green Bay over $5 million this year on the cap. They added void years to a fully guaranteed deal so you can spread out that money. Interestingly, in the article Rob Domofsky wrote about this very thing, 
with sourced information, the Packers want to use Darnell Savage even more this season. They want to use him in a way like he was used early in his career, which I think means more as a robber kind of player, a spin down safety, someone who can blitz, who can play a little bit of everywhere, not just like let's just sit in too high and and be there. And the way that this is set up, there is a weird league rule that says renegotiated contracts can't be done within 12 months. But the way that this was done means that before the free agent period next season, if Darnell Savage plays well, Green Bay can negotiate an extension in that window, which means they could do the thing that is actually pretty rare. Usually when you sign a contract as a player with a bunch of void years, it's over. And we've seen that. And oddly, Devondre Campbell had his contract lapse. They had to eat the void years and then they signed him to a new contract. But the the idea behind these void years, and we always hear this from the reporting because it's usually agents saying, oh, what are the, 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 no, that's not really true. Yes, technically, Technically, you create those void years. You can put in a structure that allows you to say, okay, this is actually going to be a four-year X million dollar deal because of this guaranteed money that goes into the future. And what you can do is basically say, we're going to add base salary to the money that's now being spread across with that signing bonus. Maybe we'll give you some more signing bonus and go from there. But that money is going to be in place. And if you if you extend, if you sign a new contract, then that spread out money is just part of this new deal. In most cases, that money all accelerates to the cap because that player gets cut, but they needed that money in that one year. And so you spread it out across void years to get, you know, if it's a four year and it's $8 million, you have $2 million in year one and then $6 million dead after the year, but you needed it to only be that $2 million in that first year. So that could happen with Darnell Savage. But it sounds like the Packers still have faith in Darnell Savage. They still want to give him one last chance. One last chance to prove he can be a core player. Whether or not he can do that, obviously we will have to see. What I think is interesting, aside from the fact that they did that and they saved five plus million, and that is only a little less than the amount of money that would be on a Jordan Love deal. Now, maybe they added a void year in there as well. So you have the two years with the with the guarantees plus a void year. And so you can spread that the guarantees out even more. And then you might just be one for one. You've just moved the savage money to create the money for love and you're good. But the thing about Darnell Savage being a spin safety, someone you can play robber in the middle, someone who's going to blitz, someone who's going to play in a little bit in the slot, who can play a little bit in the box, a little bit all over is you need another safety who can do a thing. And maybe two, three other safeties who can do a thing. Rudy Ford got benched last year. Can he do a thing? We will see. It looks like he's going to get the opportunity. Now, they said they haven't closed the door on Adrian Amos, but we're waiting. We're waiting to see if there is actually a deal to be made. And we don't know if there is. So it's Darnell Savage, it's Rudy Ford, and then, you know, they they bring in Jartavius Moore. 
Could he be a starting safety for this team? Never really done that. Been mostly a special teams player. But Keyshawn Nixon was mostly a special teams player right up until he wasn't. So, okay. Then that brings me to Anthony Johnson Jr. And Anthony Johnson Jr. is... I just... I don't know what to tell you about why he fell. I don't know why he fell... Sorry, Jatavius Martin was the prospect. Tarvarius Moore is the safety that the Packers signed. Jartavius Tarvarius. I've got a lot of names in my head right now because I'm trying to get together all these undrafted free agents. Please excuse me. Apologies to both Tarvarius and Jatavius. I think Anthony Johnson Jr. could be a starter on this team. He grabbed number 36. Don't just give anybody number 36. Leroy Butler, come on. Nick Collins. I watch him and I go, this is, th- there's something real here. There's a player and he's a converted corner. Played two years at corner, then played at safety. And I don't see on tape a corner playing safety. I see a safety who can cover like a corner because he doesn't quite have that corner speed. Four, five, two is not quite like to be in the four fours. Corner is a, is a, is a uh, I was going to say a time watch. That would be very redundant. Is a, <laughs> is a stopwatch position. And he just doesn't have that sort of deep speed. But 4.52 is plenty fast in general. Plenty fast for his safety. He tackles. He was getting guys lined up last year, even though safety was a first-year position for him. It was pretty impressive what he did last year. I don't know why he fell. I had a third-round grade on him. He is someone that I think could come in and push for a starting job. But we're talking about a seventh round rookie. And in Tarverius Moore, we're talking about basically a, a veteran minimum free agent. And Rudy Ford, similar kind of situation. Down Leavitt is a special teams player. Tariq Carpenter is going to play linebacker this year. This room is empty. And even if Darnell Savage is going to play safety this year, Who is going to play safety next year? In 2024. Is Darnell Savage? Is Anthony Johnson Jr.? Is Rudy Ford? Are these guys, is Dallin Leavitt, are these guys going to be on the field? Is Tarverius Moore? That's a lot of questions at at a position where you go, I don't know. But here's something to think about. When Joe Barry was in L.A. in 2020, the Rams, they had invested in Taylor Rapp, a player who they did not re-sign. And they had just taken Jordan Fuller in the sixth round. Jordan Fuller turns into a nice player. He's not special, but he's a nice player. They let John Johnson III go after 2020. They replace him. They just elevate Taylor Rapp. He's not very good. They've done essentially nothing to bolster the safety position since then. Okay, so let's look at another example. Brandon Staley in LA. They had Derwin James, so you don't really have to do much there. And they had Nasir Adderley, but Nasir Adderley just retired. 
And so surely the Chargers did they they made significant efforts to to bolster that safety spot, right? No. They didn't. They didn't. And so this is a position where the Packers have not really over the last couple of years valued it, you know, obviously Darnell Savage, first round pick, Adrian Amos, um, the big money free agent. But in the Ted Thompson era, they did not really value the position after Nick Collins left. They drafted HaHa Clinton Dix, but that was really the extent of the effort that they made to get better at that position. I mean, we're talking about starting guys like J.D. McMillan and and MD Jennings and and Charlie Pepra. These are these are like borderline NFL players. The Packers have not traditionally valued this position all that much. And it's coming from a tree that right now, at least the coaches like Brandon Staley, who are running it and running it at a high level, and everyone is copying what Brandon Staley did in LA, they kind of don't care about the position either. And in Chicago, they let Adrian Amos go. They were like, yeah, we can ham and egg this together. We can work it out. It'll be fine. Really? Really? Well, maybe. Maybe that is just the way that they feel about these players because if you're going to sit in too high, if you're going to disguise, if you're going to if you're going to spin safeties and play robber, then maybe you you certainly don't need that middle field safety. You don't need that Earl Thomas kind of player where you have to just patrol the center field. That's this is not the world we live in anymore. And so maybe what the Packers have decided is that position is just not that important. It's just not that important. And it's interesting that the highly analytical teams, teams like the Vikings and the Browns, yeah, the Browns signed John Johnson and then said, yeah, we don't need this guy. And the Vikings did draft Lewis Seen, but they let Anthony Harris go. The league just doesn't seem to value this position. Unless you are one of those super elite guys, it's like tight end where it's just sort of like, yeah, we can cycle through players. Ironically, the Packers invested heavily at tight end this year. But I just wonder if Green, this is part of just Green Bay's ideology. Invest in the trenches, invest at corner, and your safeties, as long as they're not killing you, are fine. And that's that can be true when you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wagner. Do the Packers have that? Well, they have a very good defensive front. In terms of edge rush, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, you add Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley Inigbar, they bring back Justin Hollins, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, you multiple day three pass rushers on the interior who I really like, and then a really good threesome at corner. This was a top 10 pass defense last year, even with the safety being kind of a disaster all year. Maybe they're right to believe, hey, get the, make the pass rush a little bit better, add a little bit of depth in, in the cornerback room, and it's all good. And, and maybe it is. And I want to talk about the cornerback room. I want to talk about this defense. I want to talk about the mentality of this team. Thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Matt LaFleur said a number of times, and we heard John Eric Sullivan in their scouting department. We heard Brian Gudikins mention a dog mentality. That was clearly, clearly the directive from the Packers this offseason, that they went into this offseason going, we are not tough enough. We are not nasty enough. We are not physical enough. 
Lucas Van Ness, big, powerful, physical. Luke Musgrave, enormous, 6'6", 250 plus. Jaden Reed, for a small guy, plays big. Tucker Craft, big MFer. Now you had multiple defensive linemen. Carl Brooks plays with power, with force. Jaden Reed, they, they talked about it a couple times. Dog, my ball mentality. Yeah, he's 5'11", 187, but he will go up and get it when he wants to, and it's really only when he wants to. He will block you off the screen. Now, sometimes he doesn't really care, doesn't really go as hard. I'd like to see more consistent effort as a blocker, but the good reps are there. Lucas Van Ness will run through your face. Powerful. He will make offensive linemen feel you. You look at someone like Brenton Cox from Florida. I've mentioned him now. I've watched the tape. My goodness, you guys. The talent is eye-popping. But he's got a laundry list of concerns. And... You know, I sort I made the, the joke on Twitter that, you know, someone said, you know, hopefully you can tighten the screw that's loose. And I said, well, but man, not too tight. You you want a little bit of that. On the field, okay, if you can ratchet it back from he's punching people, like let's not do that. But if you can just ratchet it back from that, just to the baseline of don't assault anybody, and you can play with the amount of ferocity. And force that that he plays with, that dude is a dog. D-A-W-G, how do you do fellow kids, dog. And this team needs it. They need it. Much in the same way the Bucs needed P.J. Tucker. Is that the reason that they lost this last year? No, I don't think so. But you need a toughness that this team has just not really had. Really, very many times in the Aaron Rodgers era, frankly. And I don't don't think it's a reflection of Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a reflection of how they built the team. It has been a a finesse team. And I know that's a dirty word in football especially. But, like, the Warriors are a finesse team. They play tough physical defense. But, like, they're a finesse team. They're, They're a jump shooting team. The Chiefs at least on offense, kind of a finesse team. Now they've, they've turned into more of a downhill gap scheme, power scheme, run game, but that's not why they're great. Come on, be honest. It's Patrick Mahomes. And they play some physical man coverage at times and they, they'll blitz you, but they're not the 49ers. They're not the Eagles. They're not the 85 Bears, which is not what they are. It's not, it's not what they do. And that's okay. This team needed a little tenacity. They needed a little bit more fight. And so identifying players who can bring that to you is a smart way to build your football team. And I think think it has a chance to pay real dividends for them. I really do. A lot of young, hungry guys, some veterans. Bring back a Mercedes Lewis. Speaking of dogs, big dog. Bring back Adrian Amos. At least he'll hit you. They needed a little bit of an attitude adjustment. And I think this offseason, they're making it clear that that's what they want to do. All right, back tomorrow. uh, Our rookie orientation series kicks off with Lucas Van Ness. Um, We're going to talk in depth about him. So a lot more fun stuff coming up on the show in the coming weeks. We are still going to be 
here every day for you. It's what we do here on Locked on Packers. We love being with you. Um, and so thanks for, for coming on this journey with us on this ride. Uh, Locked on had their biggest week ever last week. Their biggest week ever. And you guys were such a big part of that. Thank you so, so much. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we did not go live on the Jordan Love thing. But if there's another big move, trade for DeAndre Hopkins, probably not going to happen. We will go live so you can stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>